Show. I'm your certified, qualified host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Hey, if you like the Hard Luck Show, hit the like button and subscribe. You can catch us here, the Hard Luck Show, once or twice a week. Juman! Yeah! American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian here with the old school once again. Yeah! Old blue eyes! That's right, Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the Hard Luck Show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you hot, live, raining from the city of Santa Monica, California. Let's what? welcome back Diablo. Yeah. Diablo, what's up? What's up, G? Not <laughs> much, man. Just chilling with a feeling with my boys. Yeah, I dog. can't somebody said the old school crew. Yeah. yeah, I'm from the early days. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy to be one of the original, you know, guests. You know, hell yeah. yeah, yeah what man. was that? Maybe episode like three, five, five. five. Look at just five, five, dude. right off five, the dime, bro. Yeah, and yeah. I remember I was just looking at that picture the other day. Yeah, when we were all over there at the Orange County spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against that right. wall, that was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. that was real cool. The man. law offices. But you know, you guys are like my family, anyways, man. Without yeah. show. Or yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, doggy. But, We've been uh, trying to get D was supposed to come in a few times. Um yeah. but he's got a lot of things going on in his life that what maybe he, he didn't have going on before. What you got uh, going on? Man, you know, I made another human in this world. <laughs> <laughs> another Mexican with a white t shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Just what the world needed. Again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I made. A, I got a little one, you know. He's and, a uh, mini me. Yeah. How old is he? He's five months. Five months yesterday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Five yeah. months. Yeah. Yep. He's a little. That's a trip. He's a little. He's a little champion, but he gives me hell, you know. Like mm-hmm. when it's, when I take care of him, I take care of him, you know, three times a week. All day, and I told somebody, "Hey, man, come over here and meet me." I said, "Man, I can't today. I'm babysitting." And then my buddy later on, he said, "Hey man, who's them pictures you taking with the, that baby?" And I said, <laughs> "I said, I said that's my son, man." He said, "He said really? He's like, is that who you were babysitting the other day?" I said, "Yeah." Huh. And he said, "Man, that's not babysitting when it's your own child. <laughs> yeah, you're not babysitting your own kid. Yeah, he said that's called being a father. Yeah, that's yeah. called that's your it's kid. handling my business. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. right. So three times a week, like what is it? Monday, Wednesday, Friday?" Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. No, it's, <laughs> it's two. It's Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. That's why it's hard for me to been hard for me to get down here because mm-hmm. Friday, the Friday session, right? I take care of him from like uh, one until eight thirty p.m. You know. And so, what do you do when you go down to Santa Monica and you start doing the turntables when the homeless people come around? Bother? What do you do with the kid? <laughs> would you set him down on a rocker or what? Man, I haven't I haven't done that in a minute. Yeah, because you know. I just, I, it's it, it's just fun. I'll probably do it again, but I told the dude that brings the speakers out because Jimmy brings the speakers out. Yeah, and I just bring the tables and the and and the computer. But you know, um, I just hate be, getting beat down by that sun. You know. Yeah, it's I'm like tough. The wicked witch from the west that start melting, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he's gonna get what uh what is that thing called the um a tarp. Yeah, something. Like something. an umbrella or yeah. shade or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Sunshade? So what, I mean, so, okay, so what is Papa Diablo? I mean, I got to think that there are some people who might think that Diablo doesn't know how to care for a five-month-year-old baby overnight. That's true, probably. But, for a minute. But you do. Obviously, yeah, you do, love your son. I love him. You love being a dad. So what are the tips? What do you do? I mean, how does it go? You got bottles. You got a breast pump. No, we use formula. But, mm-hmm. you know, she brings them pre-filled with that distilled water. And, like, it's a, it's a learning process. I go online and read right away. Like, how long <laughs> can I leave this in the fridge for? Stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Can I take him out in the sun? And mm-hmm. it said no until he's six months. Before, you know, direct sunlight can really beat them up, you know? Yeah. Or not beat them up. Let it beat me up. But Yeah. Right. Uh, right. You got to have shades on them. And mm-hmm. I got them some little lokes. 
<laughs> yeah, he did. But he's kind of wild. He moves around a lot. So I want I want to see if I could find some like more like goggles where they stay on and like with, <laughs> a little wrap around. Yeah, or like Cool Mo D or something. Yeah, yeah. right. You might just have to get little uh, kids a uh, little band aids and just tape them on down there so <laughs> things don't move. Yeah, are you in, are you introducing him to any music yet? Like, what are you doing? Oh. Yeah, you didn't see, you see I seen him playing some fucking instruments. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah, right. he likes to beat a little drum and stuff. But <laughs> but you know what song he likes? He likes another one, Bites of Dust. I he was, likes that. I was going through YouTube and and he heard the beat. He stopped crying. He turned around and looked at the TV. <laughs> and yeah. when I start singing to it. Man, he he just gets so joyous, you know. Like, what does he do? Does he move around, smile, he, or he what? Smiles and starts trying to hop and stuff. <laughs> so now that you know, that kid's gonna like music. Right. Any son of Diablo is gonna right. be in music, right? Bro. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. As a matter of fact, like my other son, you know, I was in prison ten years, and my other son Giovanni, you know, now he's twenty three. But when I first came out, it's a trip because he liked all the same music I liked. He loved Easy E, mm -hmm. uh, Malcolm McLaren. And you know, I was never, you know, I was never really influencing him um, directly with that. And he might have heard it in, here and there as a as a toddler, because mm -hmm. I went away when he was like two years old. But I think some of that memory is in our in our cells, you know, in the For DNA, sure. absolutely, our traits, or even like in the unconscious, in the back of your mind <gasps> when you're little. Maybe you don't know, but it, it, those vibrations came yeah. in there. And right, they're there, and yeah. they just need to be reawoken again. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I got a homeboy named Rafa I grew up with. Um, on He used to live on 16th. He was like the only guy, you know, that I grew up with around there that him and Oscar de la Torre, but they're like the only, and they come out of the same apartment, which is kind of interesting, and it was a very poverty-stricken apartment building. But Rafa, it's interesting because Rafa was the only, one of the only ones that didn't become a gang member. You know, Rafa would have his tie-dye shirts on, and he would have like them ponchos on, and he was like a, mm -hmm. like a, he like Jimi Hendrix. Everybody else like EPMD at the time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so what was he like a hippie surfer type dude? He wasn't a surfer, but he was like a hippie type dude exactly. And uh, you know, so I tripped out because, as a matter of fact, this is a little side note, but uh, there was a little white kid. His name was Jamie. His name was Jamie, and uh, like in the in the early '80s, we were all popping and stuff. And I remember little Jamie; he was younger, a little young, few years younger than us. He came up to Rafa. Rafa didn't even know how to pop and stuff, but <laughs> but he came up to us and he said, uh, "He said, hey guys, can you guys teach me how to crack dance?" Mm -hmm. He said, "My mom will pay you." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then yeah. Rafa said, "Okay, yeah, we can." And he just they became buddies. But he was really trying to say break dance, right? But Rafa nicknamed him Cracker. But they were like so <laughs> they were like good buddies. And then he he introduced them to these other little white kids, and they would smoke bud together. Right? Like, they might go on a tree and smoke bud on six. <laughs> we call him we call him Nature Boy. Uh -huh. And uh, uh -huh. so it's a trip because he was like their guru. You know what I mean? Yeah. He looked like an Indian. He was really dark. I used to call him Kadafa. <laughs> he looked like Kadafa. <laughs> but he was like all these little white kids' guru. Yeah. He, he happened to be my favorite crime partner because we loved to go steal, you know? We, yeah. We, when we were kids, like 12, 13, we'd go stealing on bikes, stealing stereos and pullouts and all that. Mm. And, uh, we, we, you know, when we would go stealing, um, one time we were rolling up a joint, and I rolled up a real grass joint with real grass <laughs> and, and i gave it to this homeless dude and, and like i said rafa he was like a he was like a care bear you know yeah and and then he said when we're riding away on our bikes all high because we took a little break at douglas park over there on wilshire just so we could blaze up and then keep looking for stereos or whatever we're gonna steal yeah and uh I remember I told Rafa said, "Man, that was really cool, Lowe's, that you gave that dude <laughs> a, a, a joint. Man, that was fatty too, Lowe's." I said, "Hey, Rafa, that was no real weed. That was grass." And he said, "He said what?" I said, "Man, that was real grass." And I started laughing, and he said, "Man, that's you, man, that's fucked up. You, you cold, man. Shut up, motherfucker. Why you do that for? That's fucked up." Yeah, guy's already yeah. down on his luck. <laughs> the whole reason I'm telling you that is that, you know. Um, I went looking for for my other son, which is like he's like thirty now, you know. Man, and, and, and you just spreading that seed. <laughs> yeah, I went looking for him, but this kid opens the door wearing one of them ponchos, you know, like them uh, 
I don't know what they're made of. Mop, mop head material. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a southwestern style poncho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mexican. Uh, that native. was a big thing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this kid opens the door where my son lives at, and he's like 32. You know what I'm saying? He was like his age at that time, a little younger. And I look at this guy, and I ask for my son, but I'm looking at this guy, and I say, hey, man, who, who's your Who's your father? And and he, I said, you got any family from Santa Monica? He said, yeah, all my family. Mm-hmm. I said, who's your father? He said, my father is Rafa. And I said, no wonder. Really? You look exactly like him. <laughs> Dressed like him, too. And he was blazing weed. He was just exactly like him. He was him. born into a poncho. And, 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 and I talked to Rafa later on because he's deported. And, you know, Rafa never really raised his son either, you know? Yeah. He, 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 you know, and so I just tripped out how so much similarities in the voice and just like their their demeanor and everything and So you're saying that 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 impression that didn't just come from influence because he did, wasn't around that much. So right. it must have come from like the DNA or whatever. Right. Just like I was saying about how my son liked Easy E and all these other groups that I used to love, you know, that I used to listen to. Man, you listen to uh, Let me tell you a crazy story like that. Like you met Joe Shock, the owner of my Sober Living. Yeah. I think you might have met him too. But anyways, the owner of the Sober Living that I was at, mm-hmm. half Chicano, half white. Right. Mom grew up, said that the father left. He never met his father. Father left and uh, took off whatever when he was a little kid. Right. right. This guy grows up with his mom, Orange County, in Santana, you know, and yeah. it's in the dope, it's the whole thing. But as he grows up, as he starts getting older, he loves two things. He <laughs> loves hockey. Wow. Which is like a brown dude from Orange County. Yeah. Like hockey's strange. Right. Right. And he's fascinated by hunting. And he mm. began to hunt. And he go out and he fucking has elk on his wall and fucking <laughs> huge game, dude. And he goes and he and he's been hunting for years. At thirty seven, he gets a phone call Stop from it. his real dad. Big Papa. Wants to meet him. Dad's been living in Montana of for course. years. Right. Dad lives on a farm. Wow. Hunts. Hockey. Stanley Cup. Shh. Never met the guy. That's Never incredible. met him. And Ooh, now I mean, they're like they're 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 really close now. You that's know, this crazy. Is, but is is that crazy, bro? That's beautiful, man. It is beautiful, but it's just like you what you're know. saying. Yeah. It's like what you're saying. I think that that so shit runs was deeper. His, was his dad the white guy? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So the white in Montana and the hunting and the hockey, but he grew up with. A, but but he I mean, never met him. But that makes it more, you know, relevant because the mother was Mexican, so he grew up more as a, a Chicano, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but there's, dude. There's so, so many. There's a million psychological studies done of adopt. There apparently there was an institution where a doctor had talked to the adoption agency ahead of time and said, "Listen, if you ever get." triplets or twins break them up let them go out to different families because i want to mm-hmm. follow what happens to oh, them oh i see right and Whoa. see sound like, so, sound like mangala it's i mean it's not <laughs> far off dude yeah. and it, they actually wound up getting sued decades later and the and the university had to pay some money or something behind but, the separation of them yeah because well so there was a line of thought at the time that like in adoptions, it's not good. This is early, like we're okay. talking forties and fifties, okay? Right, right. Not eighties and nineties. So there was a line that was thinking that separate brothers and sisters because it's harder to adopt them out, and we don't want exactly. any memories and all the shit. Let them yeah. live their separate lives. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. wrong. I understand, but he also did it secretly without telling anybody so nobody could have an informed choice when they give the kids up for adoption that they're going to get separated and definitely for the purpose of studying this particular issue which Mm -hmm. is hey is it the family you grew up in the culture or is it biology right and they came away with it's a lot of biology that's a trip dude. there was one where these two separated brothers right they didn't know about each other at all. And the way these guys... But they met in prison. They <laughs> met in a bar. And they were... That was like their friends. Different friends were like... So like they were both at this location on vacation at a convention, at a fireman's convention. Hmm. They were both firemen? They were both firemen, but they didn't wow. know it. 
right? Wow. So they were constantly getting hit up by people like, hey, Bob, what are you doing? And the guy was like, uh, I don't know you. What do you mean? <laughs> and they're like, what? What are you goofing around? <laughs> and, right. right uh, my name's Jake, whatever. And so anyway, they came together at the convention wow. and they discovered that not only did they both become independently from two different states and cities or whatever, firemen, but they both had handlebar mustache. They looked identical, wore the same, almost the same clothes, same facial hair, everything. I think that's it has a lot man. to do with genes then. That's Definitely, crazy, man. Right? But just like the career, the career is like, man, that has to be like one in a million, you know? Right, career, career choice. choice. Yeah. That's right. crazy, bro. Right. Interesting, man, you let, know. Let me ask you, D Diablo, like, you know, I mean, I have so many different feelings about for one my grandson when mm -hmm. i spend time with him it feels yeah. like i've been given like a another opportunity to to do parenting over again right in Definitely, many ways right yeah. Yeah. but i also feel like at my age and me being a completely different man when i had kids to now that so much has changed i want to know from you bro like you've 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 had kids you've got some kids at multiple ages right what is like what's so explain to us what's so different today that was i mean it's like day and night i know that but kind of like call give us some of the like factors of like how and what's so different today than when you had kids earlier in your life difference like night and day man i think i'm a little bit more wiser now and i appreciate life a little bit more you know and i was definitely never like part of getting up at three in the morning and you know, you know, feeding the child and burping the child and, mm -hmm. and lulling him to bed. So I never did none of those things. So now I have a lot of respect for women that mm -hmm. do that, you know, you know. It's, it's interesting. How does that change your feeling besides just having more respect for women, but mm -hmm. being a man and being in touch with your baby in that kind of way, what does it do? Man, you know, when I look in his eyes and stuff, and, it, you know, sometimes it, it makes me very happy, definitely, but a lot of times, you know, it, it kind of makes me sad, you know, like, man, I got to make sure I'm here for this little guy, you know, like when I, some, you know, once in a while, you know, risky things do come my way sometimes, you know, and, uh, and it's kind of, it hurts, man, because I don't want to go through that misery again. Of, and that would be a new misery to me after, you mm. know, having that love and then missing it again, you know, and, you know. I gotta think that for for like a, a uh, an infant boy five months old who needs so much help right now, yeah, right? that having a wiser Diablo available to you is like a massive like upshot, like a, a massive yeah. thing, right? Yeah, for sure. I love him, man. It's like before he was here, I remember I was rolling down the street with a buddy of mine, one of the, one of the homies, and. He was, you know, he was complaining about, you know, he had girl problems. And he's telling me about this dude that she's with now. And I'm like, man, well, man, the, the bitch ain't no good. Why are you worried about it for, man? Just move on. He's like, no, man, but this and that and this and that. And then he tells me, uh, and this ain't, you know, he keeps telling me about it the whole night. And I've been having some drinks and I'm thinking, it's starting to make me angry. He's getting in my head. And he told me it ain't the first time. This is the second bitch he done, the same dude done that to me with, you know, yeah. done that shit to me. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Twice. And I'm like, man, I'll be, I said, man, I, I, I say, hey, man, I don't know about you, homie, but, you know, shh, I will get mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't gonna let him do me twice like that. I said, shh. You know, I started, like, really hearing his complaints and stuff. Right. And I even got to the point where I said, Man, why don't you say, I've been calling dude up, you know, because my boy, this is one of them bullies. Yeah. You know? I even tell him, I said, hey, man, you can't be gorilla pimping these hoes no more. They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty independent, homie. Yeah. You can't just whoop mm -hmm. them and they're going to listen to you. Not no more, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be nice to them, man, you know? But uh, <laughs> I'm telling dude, I said, man, well, he said, I said, man, shit, I, would, shit, I would try to get mine, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then he said, I've been calling him, but he don't answer. He, <laughs> I know where he's at. I said, well, go get at him. I said, get down with him. And I'm going to be in the bushes. If I see him getting the best of you, I'm going to come out, man. I'm going to come out the bushes. We're going to hurt that boy. That's how, you know, but now, right. I, I'm not going to put myself out there for nobody. You know what I mean? 
Right. I'm gonna save my, you know, I'm gonna save my penitentiary chance taking for for mine. You know what I mean? For real, dude. I like. I'm gonna save my penitentiary, man, bro. I got to waste my own shit. I got broken heart shit. Yeah, because you know, I love, I love growing up. You know, the way I did. I don't know if I love it, but I dealt with it and I put up with it. But sometimes when I see pictures of myself in, in group gang photos as a kid, I'm like, man, this dude right here, no good. This one turned out bad. You know, like, what was I doing? You know what I'm saying? Putting myself out there. Like, if I was smart back then, I would have been the guy behind a tree or something. Right. You know, and uh, because I was actually, you know, not just a gang member, I was a gangster. So I lived, you know, under, under underground style, you know, like, so, but putting yourself out there, being flamboyant, you know, you, you're going to just get gaffled up like John Gotti. You attracting know? attention. But, you know, if, if 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 it was about paper, then I should have, you know, I should have just been, you know, an associate of them guys because you need to, to get along, you know. But, you know what I mean? But I don't regret nothing I've done. Well, know, but I'm I proud mean, of it. But it's just a lot of suffering, you know. But that means that it wasn't just about the paper. I think too. I well, think- no, it's not just about that. You know, your freedom. You know, you can't put a price on that. But if I was, you know, you know, it's just like putting yourself out there, bro. You know, so if I would have been, a, uh, if I would have known what I know now, mm-hmm. I would have been, I would have been low key. As, as a matter of fact, I tell my my sons, not the baby. He don't know that he's too small. But I tell my other son, if I could have done it over, I'll be a geek because a geek is going to be more happy than than a thug. <laughs> You know, thugs come from guys like that want attention in the class and stuff, you know, that have been hurt somehow. They had trauma and they just, you know, they feel they need to, you know, like stand out in the crowd. So I would do a lot of ignorant things, you know. Yeah, I do uh, know. I'd have to say, too, though, D, like I I think there's a there would have to be a big portion of your career that I think a, a lot other people from the area would agree that you were a lot smarter than than the average bear, bro. Like, when he says he was living the gangster life, I can attest to it, bro. <laughs> he is doing all that, bro. And, and, and in a lot of ways, I looked at you as like, this motherfucker's one step ahead of the fucking cops, dude, all the time. He's slick until you weren't, yeah, right? Yeah. But I rem- I remember like motherfuckers just being like, you know, people look at him and be like, man, I'd have other dudes from other neighborhoods in the four corners telling me how slick he was. Mm-hmm. Or the first person they hit me up is, you know, Diablo. You know, like <laughs> I had these. So, you know, there was a side of you, though, too, dog, that you were you you were moving in ways that nobody was moving in, you know? Yeah, man. That's oh. why I think how much more better it would have been if I would have just remained low key. But then again, I can't say that, man, because you can't look back in retrospect and say you could have done something better. If you didn't do it better, that's on you. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'm very proud of the way I grew up and I love my homies and I love the school that I come from, which, you know, the, the street school portion of my education. And, you know, you know, I don't regret nothing, man. And like people that I talk to, sometimes they said, oh, you know, you don't talk about this. I said, why not? Shit, I ain't ashamed of it. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it, I think that <clears throat> just because you can look back and say, maybe I could have done things a little differently or better okay. is not the same thing as regret. Right. Right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. like. I get it, man. Like all of us, whatever paths we've taken, time goes one way. Yes, sir. So you can't go back. No. But at the same time, you shouldn't be, I don't think a person or a man especially should be prevented from reflecting on their life and taking new lessons. Yeah. And then made to feel like, well, that's regret or you shouldn't be thinking about right. that because that's what makes an older, an older man wise. Like, wise. Right. Exactly. An advisor. Yeah. And I got to say, man, there's a lot of people in your shoes, right? At your time in life that wouldn't have the courage to take on an infant. I don't yeah. think. Nah, hell no. Right? I, 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 I every, I mean, I'm, I'm on it, dog, and I see it, bro. And to me, it means a lot because I know kind of, I, I know where Diablo comes from and some of his experiences. Yeah. And uh, you know, step up, and it's not even just the baby; it's all about it's a relationship as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of different things. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And you know, when my mother died a couple years back, I was like, well, 
now you because you know the rest, most of my family is in in Texas, in El Paso, Texas, and um, you know when my mother died a couple of years back, I remember one morning just thinking, well, now you're all alone. You know what I'm saying? You, right. You ain't got you, you ain't got no mother. You, you, you never had a father. I mean, you know. Right. Now you now you're alone. You know all your all your relatives and cousins and everybody's in El Paso. No more family in, in in Santa Monica. I got some family in in L.A. and South Central, but they're like from my other side of the family, not the closer ones that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so this is you know this is getting close to you know, you know I mean like one closer step to loneliness, but not really loneliness, but just being alone, man. Because I ain't got no loneliness up in that's 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 weakness to me, man. <laughs> no, know? but I think but, I understand. Like but, when my when my dad died and my mom died, I right. definitely had the sense of. You're on your own. Being you're alone, on, you're on your own. Like I knew what it, the world made a certain kind of sense while they were there to tell me shit, right? right. Like I knew they either liked it or didn't like it, did approved or didn't approve. Mm. Now that it's gone, I really am just making my own decisions. Right? Maybe that's what it was, you know. And uh, like, damn, you know, no, my mother ain't gonna be on me no more. Right? Me, me right? Me hold it, you know. Right? What I mean? Not that she was very, very like kind-hearted like that she's kind-hearted in her own way she was a very noble woman but she was very tough she did mm-hmm. she talked a lot of shit to me but at the same time she she did love me you know um and cared about me so i'll miss that voice you know and uh so just when i was at that point all of a sudden you know out of curiosity i did the the dna thing oh dude I, you gotta hear this yeah you gotta hear this dude <laughs> yeah i did the ancestry.com thing i yeah. was just interested to see what kind of bloodline i got right bulgarian yeah because i look in the mirror i said man <laughs> I, I, put, I put a towel on and, and, and i said man with this with a towel on my head i i could run the 7-eleven or you know what I mean? hey, you could yeah. be from anywhere almost. yeah so right, i, I was it. just interested yeah and it came back you know the, the, the ancestry Wait, before you say it, before uh-huh. you say it, right? What did you, did you do the cheek swab or what did you do? Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine it. You ordered it online and it's, the thing came yeah. and you the broke kit. it. Yeah. <laughs> you got the kid out and everything and you right. did it all, right? You right. said it. Okay. Then the yeah. results come back and? Yeah, and it, and it was like 34% Spanish from Spain and then okay. like 28% indigenous from uh, different parts of Mexico like Chihuahua, Zacatecas, and, and Durango, yeah. you know, and... It tells you like the names of the tribes and uh and it went down the line, you know, I got a little French, I had some northern African, which is probably Arabic, you know, and then Bantu and so it goes down in percentages, but yeah, hundred percent so that was cool, but then I had somebody contact me, send me an email. A girl sent me an email and she said, Hi. She said, I I'm I'm reaching out to you because I was looking at my father's bloodline DNA and um and and you're my brother. And you have what? Yeah, she said you're my brother, and you have two other uh, two other sisters and and three brothers on top of that. What? And and she said two two of your sisters are out of wedlock, such as yourself. That my father, <laughs> that, such that, as yourself. Yeah, that my father that my father had, you know. And I'm like, oh really? And I said, what's your father's name? Is it Amador? You know what I'm saying? Because my mother. My mother, the only man I ever seen her with, she introduced to me as, told me, led me to believe it was my father. I think she probably felt sorry for me and probably they were in cahoots and she right, was like, right. just tell that little motherfucker you his father right. so he don't feel. What? Yeah, but he never acted like a father, wasn't a father to me, so I really didn't care. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't affect me one way or the other. So I said, she said, no, that's not my dad's name. My dad's name is Andres, so Fragoso. And I'm like, hmm. I said, I don't know about that. But then she sent me pictures, and they all had the thick eyebrows like yeah. He, he, and then she, they all looked like me. She sent me a gang of pictures, and were you tripping? I was tripping, man. But, <laughs> you know, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, um, <laughs> just when I thought I was alone in the world, you know, all of a sudden I got a new baby. You know what I mean? Um, I got brothers and sisters and a father, and uh, they actually came down to visit me. Um, they live in Las Vegas now, but. In the 80s, 70s, they still lived here in the, on, on the west side. And um, what's the trip is that um, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two of my sisters are also from Santa Monica. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, because, yeah, and two, and one of my sisters actually lived on the same street. Because I grew up, I lived on 17th first, but then a few years later, we moved to Euclid, which is really 13th Street mm-hmm. uh, in the same little area between Pico and Michigan. But on the other side of the freeway is Colorado, and one of my sisters was born and raised there. Um, it's a few blocks away. Yeah, just uh, jump over the freeway. So... <laughs> And my other sister lived on 19th Street for a minute, I believe. <laughs> on 19th in between, you know, in the hood part. So it right. is in the DNA. <laughs> yeah. But, huh? Yeah, my dad, right. you know. And, huh. and Wait, my, what was your dad's name? Your your biological father? And Andres Fragoso. Fragoso. So when yeah. you heard that name, and, it didn't mean anything to you at that time? No. You know, no. You, th- you thought that the other dude I was. Thought the, yeah, I you wasn't thought Amador. Sure because my sister right. Vanessa is the one that contacted me. And it's funny because <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, because, <laughs> because she's telling me that these girls, you know, I, later on I found out exactly who they were. But at the, at the moment, you know, I didn't know yet. But she was telling me, um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, your sister Rocio, your sister <laughs> Alva. And, and then... I was telling her how close in proximity we were. And stuff. Yeah, and then and then my my sister Vanessa said, she said, uh, she said, that's why we made him take the DNA test. We were thinking to ourselves, what was this man doing, just going door to door? Because <laughs> he, he's like me, he had four babies, mamas, right? You know, and uh, but they sent you, your sister sent you pictures, and it looked like you in a dress. No. <laughs> no, you already got me. He tried to get you. Me. No, my father was a, he was a pretty handsome man. He sent just, me a picture of his badge. Pops is a G. Right. Yeah, he, right. No, I'm just saying it's funny. Did you could you see the <laughs> resemblance? Like in the Fernandez, I see the resemblance in, 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 in my brothers and me. They actually think I look the most like my father than Oh, of brother. course. Handsome. But, Come on. But uh but it's a trip because the la- I, they came down here. I've been to Vegas too to visit them, and they, you know they're great people, man. Um, you visited them in Vegas. Yeah. What was yeah. that like to see them for the first time? I mean, did you feel something? The first time I vi- they came to visit me here in L.A. Did you feel something? At first, you know, I was kind of nervous to meet you know some people that I never really met, but you know, in just a matter of minutes, I warmed up to them, and it was just like I was with my. I felt like real family. Like right. they are real family. Right. The, you know, and her mom. Her mom, you know, which is obviously not my mom, but my father's wife, she's a very so sweet of a lady too, you know, very understanding. Because the way my mom is, she would have said, "Man, I, we ain't gonna go visit that motherfucker." All right. But she yeah. she was a really nice lady. But what's interesting is when I went to visit them in Vegas, my father's up there in age, you know, um, he's like. 84 or 85. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So as this is all going down, right. does he know that you exist? He didn't know. He didn't know. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a second. So you're Uh-oh. he's still alive, and you're going to go see your real dad for the first time. Yeah. Oh, holy fuck. Well, they brought him first here, and then I went over there and visited them, me and my uh, son Giovanni. But they, but they were talking about what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you and stuff. They're, you know, they're sharing stories, mm. and 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 then my son Giovanni started telling them about a about an acid trip, and I, I was friend with, and I was like elbowing like, man, come on, just out of respect for <laughs> for their mother, right? But she was really cool, man. She was very open minded. They even shared some stories about hallucinogens themselves, but they were <laughs> so cool. But then they shared a story about my father. They told me that they told me that. Tell him what happened to dad. Oh, dad killed a man in Mexico about six, seven years ago. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself. Six, seven years ago. Six, seven years ago, he was in his late 70s. Right. He he killed somebody, you know what I mean? I'm like, wow. That's old school. Yeah. And then they tell me the story. They tell me that some, you know, they tell me some man came to the door. It's probably people from the same town where he's from in Mexico. And my father apparently opened the door and this man shot him in the chest. So my father rushed him and they were 
you know, like wrestling for the gun. And my father actually got control of the gun and shot dude in the neck, killed him. Self-defense. Yeah. And then, but it, it, he he almost had a little problem because he moved the body because when he dropped the dude, he needed to go get help for himself. And he had a, he grabbed him and dragged him out. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're saying because he moved the body. But, you know, it's funny because his wife said, well, I, I went to school with the D.A., and and he said, and plus a little, you know, she went like this, yeah, showing a little stack, and you know, I work in Mexico, but you know, his just wife, like it works everywhere else, brother. Exactly, right. His wife told me, I said, what happened? How come? You know, and he, I mean, he 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 he's cool, he's good, he got out of it, but I'm like, what happened? You know, why 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 did he do that? And then his wife just looked and said. Just some nut, just some nut, some crazy guy. So I'm relating this story to my homeboy Woods, <laughs> and uh, I tell him, "Yeah, man, they just, they, they, I said, they, I don't know, they just say he's crazy." And then Woods said, "Yeah, right. He probably had a baby with with his wife." Too. <laughs> <laughs> some more dirt came out. Yeah. Huh? yeah. But then I thought about it, and I remember this one dude, in one of these uh, gangster movies. Maybe it was Casino, but the you know, but. But but the Don was taught. He heard both sides of the stories. Maybe it was John Gotti, the movie about Gotti. But the you know, but the uh, but the, you know, but the big boss, he heard the guy's story and the other one, and he said the truth. There's three sides to the truth. There's one here and one here, and the truth is always standing in the middle. But everybody trying to tug the truth toward toward himself. <laughs> right, right, right. So who knows what the real story is? You know. Right. I've heard a lot of stories about um, you know someone pulls a gun and then it's self defense. Somehow we wrestled it around and it yeah. went off, and I don't yeah. know. But we had to move the body to get out the door. I, yeah. You know, whatever. But you know, I'm proud. So, I'm proud of my father for uh, still being here to meet me. You know. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> He's a what good you, man. What do you make of that? What do you make of the fact that you've been through so much, you had uh, understanding of your life for so long, and here you are, you've got on the one hand the future, yeah, right, this infant boy, and on the other hand now you've got a connection to your real father. Man, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man, because I would like to go to the part of Mexico they're from and visit them. That's pretty cool, man, you know? Damn, I like dude, people. Trip. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, you know? I feel like you're in a really almost like meaningful part of your life now. Like Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. I think everything, you know, I think everything that we go through is for a reason. Right. If 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 we take advantage of the message, you know. I, yeah. I love you know what? Uh I definitely man, just the different things you've been through, bro, your life, yeah. and to see you at this stage. I mean, just having a kid is one thing. Having yeah. a relationship at this age yeah, with the type of luggage that we have and right. learning how to, you know, um, stay. For me, right. relationships been learning how to stay, right. not run out of the relationship <laughs> or not leave or not get, you know? Yeah. Um, but- yeah. I have I have some of those struggles, but you know I do I got too. A great girl, so we worked through it, you know. Yeah, but there was a time when you weren't willing to work. No, through it. no, that was just you know, you know? and worked through it in another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but so uh, my ignorance was reigning supreme in that department, you know. Yeah, I but thought, I mean, sometimes you know you gotta hit a wall and get burned up a little bit before you finally because no, everyone tells you what the right thing is, but you're not gonna yeah. do it until you fucking got. You figured it out for yourself. Okay, this ain't working. Wisdom's an interesting right, thing. It, wisdom's an interesting thing, dude. And it's summed up pretty much the way Diablo sums it up, as we've all heard it summed up over our lives. Yeah. If I knew then what I know now. Right. That's yeah. what them dudes, the older guys were always telling me, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just how it works. You find yeah, out the secrets <laughs> once you're unable to do certain well, things. Well, that's that threshold. Pass. Exactly, bro. Yeah. Right. But that's like the, that's the dichotomy of life, though. And when you're yeah. a young knucklehead and an older guy says that to you, that almost makes you think like, yeah, well, you fucked it up. I ain't going to do it. It's going to be different mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, bro. Right? Sure, of course. Life's that's a the trip. Answer. Life's a trip. It really is. But, I mean, the thing of it, th this is the part, because I'm usually... You know, I'm at least come up, come off, or I'm, I'm framed as, or accused of being like o maybe overly analytical or overly logical. But when I hear stories like yours, Diablo, I do think like maybe there is something bigger because 
Mm-hmm. Like you said, man, I, I mean, we've been with you. So we've seen, I've been, Steve's been with you, but I've yeah, seen yeah. you since the show or whatever, right? Right. And so I've seen even some evolution and progress and different things happening for you, even just since the short time that I've seen you oh, to this you, point, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so the fact is, is that you, as you are learning how to become a father, yeah, it's almost as if a door opened for you to find out this other information about fatherhood that was hidden from you for a while. That's that's interesting. Because he became willing or See, open Chuma, to it. Right, like Chuma somehow it's always related. blows my mind because yeah, yeah, he yeah. sees so much, you know, that I missed, you know? I mean, I, I appreciate that. I really, I don't look, I look at you as actually a very creative thinker because I, uh, he definitely yeah. comes at stuff from a different Bro, angle. Bro, Diablo is different than anybody have, I've met. Have you guys but, ever had Oscar de la Torre on here? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah a couple of times. He, he has a way of looking at things that's pretty interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, he does. And, but we're talking about you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've always said that about Diablo. Yeah. He's always been uh, worldly. He's always thought in, in broader terms. He, uh, you know, just from this, the, 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 the taste of the music, the style, all the different things. He's always thinking, even what he reads and different things. Is, right. I think, bro, but that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of, I think, the reasons that I get along with, uh, with Los, why I appreciate him so much in my life. And listen, dude, yeah. we get, we get into, He's been busted. I've been busted. We've been around people that kind of come from where we come from. Yeah. And I'd find myself a lot of times in like circles of dudes. And sometimes the conversations, I was like, I think too broad for the dudes that I'm sitting at this right. table with, mm. you know? I, yeah. I, I, almost, I had to dumb down a lot of times just to be in. You know what I'm saying? Just and that's sad. It is. <laughs> but mm. when I, when I, when, you know, when me and D, as me and D talk more and more, like I, I'm, I'm always able to be that creative dude. And talk about those things with D, and and he he gets it because he's that same type of dude. Yeah, he's pay, I'm paying attention to that other shit over here. Right. I want to know what's up with that over there, or I find things intriguing right. about world and history and political science and you know all this shit. And I think my like-minded people are gonna you know. We're but trying, also, we're trying to build, you know. But also, uh, you know, we've had a lot of different types of people coming through the door. I don't think I've ever seen anybody's excited. As you were big lux about showing or exposing or disclosing Diablo's writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, yeah. before you came in, Big Lux right. was on our in our ear like, "Oh, you, we're gonna do this. It's a you're not gonna believe it's gonna blow your mind." Blah blah blah. You were very excited about Man, it. Man, yeah, I dude. Really I wish it. I could write like this, dude. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, but you know, I wish I had more time to write. You know, I started writing some stuff about just food and and, and relating that. And then analyzing things in jail around food, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't like wanna, what? What are you talking just about? Just like life, man. Just like how many things have taken place in the chow hall. and <laughs> I don't know, man. I just worked it out somehow where like food was the center of it. But all these other little subtopics come out of it. He's right. Good, so. yeah. See, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. And when he reads some of the stuff he read to us in his poem, you're like... I, I I can't write that way because my head doesn't think in those types of terms. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but all of it is like candy. With dude, we talk about the sherm, motherfucking <laughs> bubbles and fucking like it's just I don't know. And you're able to tie it all together. But yeah, brother. Well, I mean, you know what, man? A lot of that came from sitting in a, in a cell, you know, and you really have a little bit more time to be creative. And you kind of like you're 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 desensitized to a lot of stuff around you. So Absolutely, you're able to describe a little bit more fuller. You know, you don't have a text <sighs> yeah. message or a television on. Or right, something, right, you know? right. Absolutely, you got to start using all your senses and creativity. Yeah. But you know what, Diablo? Like, have you ever thought of maybe taking taking a look at the the whole amount of stuff that you have writing wise, hmm. and pulling small pieces? almost together and compiling you could do a book of just your writing bro you yeah. can release a little book you know what i'm saying yeah. like it doesn't have to be in chronological order i no. think that's what overwhelms no. me it overwhelms no i don't think it needs to be to like i look at all those stacks of my writings that i did in jail and i'm like man that's you know and that's I, money dude yeah, that's dude. gold right there bro what 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 would it look like just as an experiment right you could take all that put it into uh, um, a digital format, okay? Yeah. And what if you randomized it 
like let's say on a calendar day, right? Like so, three sixty-five days each riding gets slotted into it, but you don't okay. put any thought into which one goes where. It's just random, but the order is set up like that, and you set it up your book to be like either you know deep thoughts or interesting thoughts or whatever it is writing prompts right okay for creative minds from somebody like you 365 days all you have to do is randomly slot it out and then mm. just let it do exactly what it's still doing and mm. nothing else i mean what do you That's think smart what do you smart. think that would do or how like they would produce some I, interesting effects i would need help with that because Man, that's when I look at all those paperwork with different random writings. Yeah, I do have them separated. Mm -hmm. I do like I have one thing. This was called a whole folder. Just a miscellaneous thoughts, and I like, like that for the name. That's perfect for the name. And yeah. and and I have another. I had another folder, and and some girls are probably gonna get mad because I used to write to certain several girls at a time. And I would sometimes I would come up with some beautiful lines, man. Yeah, like I say, yeah. of course. Like I would say, of course you would. I would say I was lost in 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 the sea of loneliness, and all of a sudden this little island shows up with a ray of sunlight <laughs> pointed to it. Yeah, you were that little <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah. So shipwrecked. I'd be like, that's a good one. So then I would I would I would write that on a piece of paper, and then in parentheses I would put all the girls I used it on already, so I don't do it again. Right, <laughs> smart. Yeah, that's smart. I don't know if. I don't know where I heard it, and it might have been a stand-up comedian who was just saying it, and they were doing a little part, yeah. and the chick was kind of healthy, and she was like, yeah. have you ever dated a, a prisoner in prison? And she starts talking <laughs> about it, she goes, and every, you hear the crowd laugh, and they go, wait a minute. If you haven't dated an incarcerated man, you haven't really dated yet. You know? <laughs> right. She's going, Is that and right? She goes, they ain't the best boyfriends. They have the best conversations, even though they aren't long on the phone. Yeah. They write you the most beautiful letters, 20-page right. letters. Like, With beautiful penmanship. Right, dude. And, 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 <laughs> and I'm coming from somebody who's been incarcerated, so I'd see this going on all day long. I'd right. see guys with four hand-drawn envelopes That's out there cell, right? Wow. But they, she tell was them, like, tell them she about was the like, envelopes, Lucky. Just the envelopes that come from the homies. Oh, yeah. They're I'm not talking about everybody. roses and like... In colors made from candies, that, that the outside of the envelope would be like that, dude. Yeah, man. The work that I mean, they put in, even and, just the pencil drawing on the outside of girl, bro, you know, they're the, beautiful. And the handwriting, oh, the bro. handwriting, the penmanship, yes, dude. Uh, these the writing's breathtaking, bro. Better than any tattoo artist handwriting. And I'm like, it's coming from this guy. But the thing is, is that <laughs> women. There's a reason why a lot of these women date dudes that are busted, bro. Like, right. like it's like Danny's uh, uh, Mexican Shakespeare almost. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. It's <laughs> all the romance put into that stuff, you know? right? Yeah, a lot, dude. Mm. A lot of a uh, Louis Lamours. And, oh yeah, you know, you're reading all the books where you're pouring all that shit. Back. You're looking over at the book. I'm gonna take that little line from there. You wow. know? Yeah, yeah. You know, Louis L'Amour was in Western books. Right. Highly And then dramatic. there was another one called Long Arm. But Long yeah, Arm, Long Arm. He was shooting his dick off more than his gun. <laughs> they were like really very, uh, what do they call it, explicit details in the, in the, in the sex parts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Those are popular in prison? Yeah. yeah they, they, <laughs> they're like novellas for guys. Yeah. yeah. You know? You see yeah. a guy reading a long arm book. Next time, next thing you see is him putting a curtain, curtain up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting, getting baby all down. That's why they yeah. call I it read the a long arm. Those in the hole, bro, and them motherfuckers had me twisted up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The nipples were protruding through her sweater. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, all that shit. Yeah, an exquisite detail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, long arm. <laughs> Even the, the killings too. The killings they'd be putting in there good too. Yeah. yeah. Long. I might have to get one of those just to check oh, it out. They're pretty oh, interesting. So really, you know what? I tell you, man. When I when the first time I that I had got to the hole, I got books and my my cellie didn't tell me don't read the whole book, just slow it down. <laughs> read about Wednesday because I think we got our books on like Sunday or Monday. He's like, make that book last till Wednesday, and then we mm -hmm. we trade. Then we both got right. two books a week, right? Because you yeah. get one book a week. I didn't know that shit, man. I got a good book the first time, and it was a uh, like a Tom Clancy. Oh, Bro, yeah. I couldn't put the fucker down, dude. Because uh -huh. you don't have TV, you don't have nothing, right? And it's and dude, reading's way better than TV yeah. or a movie, bro. Reading's the best. That shit fucked us up. 
When you're reading and you don't have that shit, it's better than TV or a movie. Right. It's it, the detail. It's like you. I could not. So I, I'm up all night. I'm not. I'm up until like five in the morning. I'm wow. putting the book down and just go to sleep until Chow comes. Yeah, I, I finished that motherfucker, dog, <laughs> in like a day and a half. And I'm like, hey, bro. What's up with the book? He goes, bro, I'm only fucking 20 pages into this book. <laughs> Read the book again. And so I started having to pace myself, but we, I couldn't get enough books. And I yeah, probably man. spent over a year in the hole. Damn. Two different things. And I couldn't get enough. But it's like you said, it's the time that you have. Like, I could never read out here the way I read in there. I just, you had all the time available to you. You don't have right. all the distractions. You're left alone. You can really dig in, bro. And I got to tell you, man. I really enjoyed reading a couple books a, a week. I needed more. I, wow. I just, it was just, it's great, bro. What do you think it, it does to your mind to bring in stories and stuff like that through reading versus watching it? It's more of an escape. It's more of an experience. It's it's deeper. It's more m meaningful. It Definitely. resonates and stays with you. I used to love Lucky, like reading a lot of stories about, like I used to like those old National Ge Geographic magazines. Mm -hmm. oh, and I remember yeah. I read about this kid oh. that that made his own. I don't know if he made it, but he, he definitely sailed, like maybe not around the whole world, but uh, he beat some records at the time in the '60s. But while you're reading the book, you're getting all the detail, the trouble that he had, the storms out in the ocean, right? The loneliness, you know, the solitude, and you know, you're in your cell, especially like if you're in the hole. That 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 sail becomes like you're in the sail ship with the guy, you know. It's like you're out there, you know, out in the ocean all alone because the, the sail is your your own world and nothing else exists. So it's like that solitude. I could like it. I don't know. It's just something about those books of um, survival, out, especially out in the ocean, will really get to me, you know. Solitude it's, and survival. Yeah. That that those were themes of your actual life. Right. But, but you want to know something? So I could be late. It's also kind of like you said it before too. You said that our our kind of society is growing up from watching all these movies that yeah. the tough part mm -hmm. of the struggle and things are bad. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, you watch it and it lasts about like seven eight minutes. <laughs> it does them so hard, yeah. and then they're winning, right? Yeah. The hard work part. Yeah. And that's what's not. That's what you don't have in a book, right? In in at least the books I'm reading, right. when they're going through the struggle and the hard parts. You're getting to, you're like going through it. You're like, fuck, this dude almost, okay, now he's, a, yeah, fuck yeah. it, oh, man, now, now they did what? And it's not overnight. You, you got to keep reading, and this shit's happening over years or whatever. Right. right. And, you know, and you really get that feeling of struggle. Yeah, you get the feeling of struggle, I think, partially revealed to you because you're inside the character's head. When you're watching the movie, you sort of in the back of your mind already know that Rocky's going to get to the end and win. So whatever this difficulty during the hard part is, right. he's going to get through it. You're There's, not him, though. Exactly. When you're reading right. the book, though, the right. author's got to take, take you to on that yes. Wednesday. Yes, bro. bro. Where it might That's not go it. good. And That's you're not on autopilot. You know, right. He's actually doing the work for you through your mind's eye, that you, what you're seeing. Right. right. So it becomes... That much more, you know, deeper for right. Yeah, you know, I was just checking out. Uh, you were talking about this long arm, and it's <laughs> part of a genre that's called adult western. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, and it's different from classical western because it's much more explicit in the sex <laughs> and violence. Yeah, hell yeah. That and was it, almost like the next closest thing you can get to a, a smut book in prison, right. dude. The, dude, the list of these books, there's like a hundred and like. There's 200, there's 300, there are 436 long arm books. And the final one is Long Arm and the Model Prisoner. That's the wow. final book, published in 2015. I was, was going to say because I probably 75% of those books are in prisons. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you That's right incredible. now, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab at least five of these and just just see what's up with these. Bro, they're psychologically yeah. gonna fuck you up, bro. Because those <laughs> motherfuckers do something, to you, bro. The, I don't know the, what it is. Maybe it's because yeah. you're alone in there too. Yeah, yeah. it should be hitting. Dog. <laughs> like you're reading and your shit's getting hard while you're reading. Exactly. Not kidding, bro. <laughs> I'm on experience. I, I, I was like, I read the first one and and, uh, and chapter into it. I was like, yeah. now I see why all these motherfuckers <laughs> got all these books in there. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good, bro. Be before I let, before I paroled, before I, I well, I, you don't parole from the feds, but before I got out of, out of the feds, like a few months into get, getting released, I remember this dude let me borrow a phone. My boy, uh, Silent from Wilmington, 
He let me borrow a phone to make a phone call that night after lockdown. So in other words, I was going to have the phone until the morning time. And, you know, he, uh, as a side note, he said, hey, look, Diablo, if you want to watch a porn, look, you go like this. Check this out. <laughs> and then later on that night, I, I, I did what he said. I went in there and I looked. I guess, you know, I didn't know nothing about, I wasn't really like safari and all that stuff, but I just took the steps that he... And I, he said, you go like this, like this. When I looked at it, I said, no, I couldn't look at it. It was too much, it was too, too much, too much stuff that I used to like to do that I haven't done in so many years. Yeah. I didn't want to look at it. It's like right. torture. Like, it's like right, staring right, into right. the sun. I was right. like, wow, people can do that still? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want And then yeah. these guys somehow did something to the television where they were watching <laughs> porn every night in the day, in the day room. <laughs> the day yeah, they pretty, rigged up the cable. Yeah. <laughs> Guys were like grannies with a little bla uh, blanket over their lap. I shit, I when that shit was there with a blanket. I would go to my cell, it's man. Trusty shawls. I, I promise, man. I used to go to my cell like after the 10, 11 o'clock. After that count was clear, and yeah. I watch a little. When I knew that stuff was coming, I'm gone, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna torture myself, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Right? Who needs that mess? Wow. Wow, man. The feds. <laughs> well, brother. Wow. Good show. That was a fantastic Good show, show Diablo. Yeah, I got it, man. Telling you. I got Lepke coming on, I think, on the 7th. But Lep, Lep. I might have to get both of you guys back in here eventually one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brother, Diablo. Uh, Devil. Yes, sir. 1700. Yeah, Diavolos. Check me out on uh, YouTube, Devil Dash Los at wait, ain't on damn at gmail.com. Shit, just mm -hmm. Devil Dash Los on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Go check, check out. out some of my little videos and some of my little content. I do it once in a while. You know what I mean? He I want I want to do one about I want to do one about Nick Gabaldon and Guy Gabaldon, two badass Chicanos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, come on from the fifties. Come on, yeah, bad brother. One of them was from Santa Monica, but pretty interesting stuff. But you know, I, my content, I do it. I, I get at it very slow and randomly, but I'll get at it. You but put check out, it out shit. Check it out. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Go follow my. Check dude. out some of my old right. ghetto rap songs on. Yeah, there. man. Yeah. Go peep out <laughs> in Diablo. Yeah. SM17. Yes, sir. Um. Listen, man, we're bringing, bringing you that shit, dog, from the west side right here tonight from Santa Monica. That's right. Tune up, stay up. Um, yeah. Hey, what you got, you, man? Hey, man. Give it up for the city of Santa Monica right here tonight. Yeah, I give it up to Santa Monica. A beautiful city by the sea. That's where I roam. Right, paradise. It's got its shadows. That's what makes it real. The only place All that right. I call home. Yeah. That's right. How you keep yourself reflects on your way of living. What's interesting about these little models is how the artist compressed the life of a convict into this little square box, which is really all your belongings and your integrity. Yeah, this is from his uh, uh, Devil Dash Los at YouTube. He's taking you through an artist exhibition of an artist who, what did he do? He made a model of a cell? And it has a lot of detail, and it's like about four or five, it's like six inches by ten inches or something. Pretty interesting. But then I talk about the whole get down in there about ourselves and all that. Yeah. Yeah, there's so a ton of videos better. that Go you're not going to see. Go peep them out, man. Yeah. Go peep out That's some it. content. Yep. Hit a like. Drop a comment. What you got, Sean? I got uh, www.hardluckshow.com. I also have, check us out over at Amplify. That's A M P. F, what is it? F. You got to tell us. L-I-F-Y-D.com. That's hard dash. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He fucked uh, that up. Yeah, just, just go, go to Amplify. Go to Amplify and search for the Hard Luck Show. You'll there you go. It. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, big shout out to Esteban Oriol, the Soul Assassins. Big shout out to Big Diablo, my homeboy, coming through tonight and yep. blessing us. Thank you. And uh, big shout out to the, to the whole Cookies crew, Vibes crew. Chumahan. Chuman, Sean, Hard Luck Show. Yeah. And Diablo, we out of here from the west side. Yes, sir. Stay up.
they got a story that there's a, the, 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 it's a story floating around that the brother would be like, hey man, like like there's motherfuckers that are like, hey man, I, you know I'm, I, you know, yep, mm-hmm, it's like I told you, uh huh. You think we need more weight, honey?